Welcome to the First Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tad. If this is your first time listening to First Time Podcast, let me explain. It's really, really simple. Either me, the guest, or both of us have experienced something for the first time, and we're here to talk about it. Uh, usually it's a movie or a TV show. Today's no exception, but today is a special one. It is the first episode of 2022, and I have a familiar voice as my guest and co-host today. My wife, Nikki Good, is back on the show. Hey, I'm here. You are here. And today, this episode is something that you're introducing to me, something that's been part of your life for longer than I've known you. How, mm-hmm. how old, how long do you, would you think, like... When that I've been into this? Yeah. Like, since I was like six, seven, so, something like that. Majority of your life. Yeah. Okay. 30 years, we'll say that. And this is interesting because we've been together forever and we're just now getting to it. But there's a reason sort of why we're just now getting into it. Um, because there's a new movie about our topic. And if you click play on this, you know that what we're talking about, I always try to beat around the bush, but it's, uh, you know what we're talking about. But um, today we're going to talk about Lucille Ball in general, I Love Lucy, and the new movie being the Ricardos. Why is this coming out now? Lucille Ball's a threat to the American way of life. Does the FBI have any case against Lucy? I need you to help me save my marriage. How many times I gotta explain where I was and where I was doing? You gotta explain. Are you being funny right now? I'm Lucille Ball. When I'm being funny, you'll know. This is getting out of hand. Madness. Have you been cheating on me? The story's made up. If they boo me? If they boo you, we're done. Sorry, I got lost for a second. You're my hero. I care about what works. I care about what's funny. I care about you. Oh, you're scaring the shit. I was just gonna say, good show. Good show. Good show. We've been through worse than this. We have? No. (laughs) Okay, so Being the Ricardos is a brand new movie that just came out here right around Christmas time on is Amazon Studios original. So it was in a few select theaters, then went straight to Prime. Um, Stars Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball, Javier Bardem as Desi Arnaz, J.K. Simmons as William Frawley, who I believe is from Burlington, Iowa. Yes, he is. Small world. Uh, Nina Arandra as Vivian Vance. There's uh, quite a few uh, recognizable people as like that guy or that girl. Um, I think like the, the girl, the actress that plays Maybe from... Uh, Arrested Development yeah. is like the lead writer on this. Um, there's a lot of uh, recognizable names, but uh, and le- recognizable faces. But this movie sort of has the 
end of the show and the beginning, like the not like a little bit of her upbringing and then um, follows like the week of them filming a key episode where a lot of shit went down, mm-hmm. um, which we'll we'll get to that eventually. I just sort of wanted to cover the basis of the movie, but we'll sort of jump all over. This won't be a regular episode where we like talk specifically about the movie because we watch some of the show and I want to know a little bit about like your past with this show. Um, I watched Nickelodeon a lot as a child. It was, my TV was always on, I had a TV in my bedroom and that was pretty much like my friend <laughs> growing up. And I watched a lot of Nickelodeon and around like seven o'clock at night, it would switch to Nick at night and start playing the black and white shows, you know, the old fifties sitcoms. And I Love Lucy was a big one. Um, on it and I was hooked that was like my favorite show and I just wanted I love Lucy everything wanted I wanted to be Lucille Ball and I was just obsessed so like you said probably since you were like six or seven since you were a little girl yeah at home so that's what's interesting is like when I found this out about you and it's not just Lucy but this is like you're the top of the top on the Nick at Night lineup. Mm-hmm. Like, what else was on? Like Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke, Bob Newhart. Yes. Um, what else? Uh, Bewitched was Bewitched? that one? Hell yeah. Um, um I mean, you even I like Genie. Yeah, yeah, there was some that were even like later, like the Jeffersons and stuff that you watch yeah, yeah. and Happy Days yeah. and all that. Like, I didn't watch any of that growing up. <laughs> Welcome back, Mister Cotter. Yeah, like I've ne- I've never seen Welcome Back and uh, Taxi, right? Pretty Bunch. Yeah, Taxi. Taxi's so good. There's <laughs> like when I when I found this out about you, I was sort of like at first it was a bit confusing because I'm like these shows were like literally a lifetime <laughs> how, before how you. Old are you, right? But it makes sense because Nick, like you said, Nickelodeon would play kids TV all day, mm-hmm. and then at like seven or eight p.m. when kids were supposed to go to bed, it would turn. I didn't go to bed till like midnight. Right, but but the idea was <laughs> yeah, like I it know. was flipped to that, so the parents would have something to watch. Which we watched that. I think it was like the Orange Years or something that Nickelodeon yeah. documentary. They never mm-hmm. touched on the idea of Nick at night. Uh huh. I want to know, like, I I, I want to see a documentary on just Nick at night. Like, how was that decided? Because that's not normal for a channel to hit the switch and literally go from modern children's television, like to, game shows, to reruns reruns of syndication from 50s, 60s, 70s TV. Yeah, for I mean, a long time. And it still exists, Nick and I, and they, they have a spinoff now that's like uh, something. TV Land. TV Land. Oh, I wanted TV Land so bad, but Mediacom wasn't supporting it. And now, something back then. It, and we're gonna sound like like old people, but now it's like George Lopez show or something. I don't even know what's on there now. It's like not even like ninety. It's like two thousands, and it's yeah. just very recent TV shows. Like I'm, I don't know. It's. I mean, I know it has to evolve, but it seemed like it got newer and newer, like mm. really fast. I remember when um, the Wonder Years was came on nick and i i'm like this is too new because i was like what 80s or 90s yeah i'm like this it was like but, the newest thing on there but what's interesting i never thought about it until now is that like the wonder years is sort of like our generation's happy days because it showed like our parents yeah like, it's like the kids that watch happy days were like looking back on how their parents lived 
Yeah, to like 20 years ago. Right. And and it's crazy to think like my mind, when I saw Happy Days as a kid, I thought it was actually set in, like actually not just set in the 50s, but it was filmed in the 50s. Yeah. And then I found out it was like 70s. I'm like, that's so confusing because it's not, it'd be like them doing a show about the year 2000 right now. It's like that 70s show was made in the 90s. Yeah. A little bit like, yeah, pretty much like that. But it's just like weird to think about, but it makes sense because it's like, it hits your parents who were nostalgic mm-hmm. and then you're like kids can learn about like, Oh, look at this old timey stuff, you know? But maybe it's cause I've watched so many decades of sitcoms. I could tell how it looks about what year it's. From. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, first off it's in color. Right. So <laughs> like happy days is not made in the fifties. Right. And it's like, you know, in my mind, I'm like happy days and leave it to beaver. And, uh, did you ever watch Andy Griffith? Was that ever on there? No, I didn't. My dad like loved, loved it. I don't know if he still mm-hmm. does, but like our household, the oldest the TV got was probably MASH. He watched a lot of MASH I reruns. I cannot get over the beginning, the theme. Yeah, suicide so is painless. painless. Is that every time that came on, I'm like, it was so depressing. Like I don't care what's after this theme song. Well, I'm done. Well, that was like Pavlov for me because that. As soon as, you know, my parents would turn over to Channel 8, which is WQAD, uh, ABC affiliate in our area, and they would watch the local news at 10 till 1030, and they would chain smoke, like one after another <laughs> after another. The house would look like they were hotboxing, and then it would be like, you know, the news would end, and MASH scene would start, and it was like, time to go to bed, and it mm-hmm. was like Pavlov to me, like I would get sleepy by hearing that song. And sometimes if like I didn't want to go to sleep, I'd lay in the hallway and like peek out. That's how a lot of watch, watched a lot of horror movies that my mom and brother would watch. But uh, MASH was different. And I was just sort of like really confused by that because I was not at that age. I was not familiar with the wars and what this I was like, this show's military. But there's a guy that dresses as a woman like and there's a guy named Radar and they all treat him like shit. And I'm like, I don't really get this. Yeah, I wasn't. I think my dad liked it, but he wasn't like the army and stuff like that and there's a so mash that's... movie but i think that came out first and they based a tv show on the um, movie i don't remember which like armies i was not into like army stuff no whatever. hogan's heroes no that stuff did you ever get into like 70s trash like uh charlie's angels and a team and that stuff or was that never on it was never on there's probably a time where it finally did hit nick and knight it was probably like I'm like, this is too new. No. Well, no, it was probably like when you actually got like friends and stopped like watching TV I all had, the time. Okay, no, I had friends. I know, but I mean, when you start watching this when you're six or seven, you're not going to hang out with your friends every night. Right. So it's a little different. It's like we all watched, like lived on TV and video games at six and seven till yeah. we're like our teenagers when we realize the opposite sex or, you know, um, like we discover our sexuality or start to like... You're saying I didn't watch Charlie's Angels because I discovered because I went through puberty. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm, there's like a lot of, you know, I, I, I remember like I was absolutely obsessed with pro wrestling to a point where I was like, you know, every Monday, Thursday, Sunday night was wrestling. And then there was a point where like hanging out with girls sort of like it was like oh i have an opportunity to hang out with a girl i can miss this episode or that episode then suddenly i'm not watching wrestling anymore well my peers were partying and having sex and having a good time i was watching the bob newhart show <laughs> that's that's bob bob newhart helped you um find your sexuality yes <laughs> the sexual awakening watching him 
But anyways, we're sort of getting off topic. We're like 15 minutes in. And we're, okay. Uh, anyways, I love Lucy. Yeah. So what about this show was the one that like stood out amongst all of these? Well, it was a woman being funny. I mean, I don't know. Did, was Carol Burnett on Dick at Night too? Not that I remember. Okay. So I'm just trying to think of like, I'm not saying I should compare the two just because they're both funny women, yeah. but I'm just trying to like sort of narrow down and it makes sense. I mean, Lucy, but it's like, I, I think when I was a kid, like if my parents and maybe uh, I talked a little bit about this on uh, my friend's Christmas podcast where I was like, I can't like it's a wonderful life because my mom does. It's like that opposite effect. Like if my mom likes something, I have to hate my it. My parents didn't introduce me to I Love Lucy. Right, but I'm saying, like, yeah. if I would have watched Lucy, I would have been like, this is something my mom probably liked, so it probably makes it lame. Yeah. So I didn't even give it a try. But, I mean, we watched a little Nick and Night, but I remember it being, like, I don't know, I don't know, maybe more 80s stuff. Um, and then, obviously, you know, as we were got older, they started doing, like, Full House and 90s mm-hmm. stuff. But, um, and even then, it was, like, really not, like, Full House, that was my show growing up. It, like, I, made, I did watch that, too. Yeah. TGIF. Yeah. But, uh, no, like, Lucy broke, like, so many ceilings, mm-hmm. uh, every rule, like, looking back at it, I mean, now it's, like, you know, like, common stuff, but, like, she sort of founded that, like, the idea of having a biracial couple on TV. I don't know if it's biracial is the right word. What would you say, He's... Then? he's... Because the first biracial kiss was actually Star Trek. Right. Which was after I Love Lucy. Right, because that was... Um, I like... I mean, Desi was an American, but he was born and raised in Cuba, so... Right. I mean, and I guess, like, me saying that... I mean, they they highlight that in the movie we just watched. Um, There's a point where they find Lucy, she's doing a radio show, and they see that she has a lot of, like, great facial expressions and, and sort of acts out stuff when she doesn't need to, and they're like, we should turn this radio program, which, for you young listeners out there, things have come full circle. Like, there used to be, like, what we're doing now, but they'd put it on the radio, and people would sit around a radio and listen to a movie. Sort of like what you're doing now on yes, a podcast. Right. Um, but Lu- Lucille Ball was doing this, and she was, like, discovered that way, and they were like, what if we brought this to TV? And she's so badass, she was like, I'm only doing it if you bring my husband on. Yeah, but before, she had a career modeling and acting career before this radio show. Right. It's just that she got, like, she was not young anymore but hollywood standards it's like and eh, you're like in your 30s so it's like get on radio yeah they they highlight that in the movie too like where they first meet because ricky before or or uh is it yeah it's, desi Wait. yeah so desi is the actual person ricky's the character yes I'll, I'll probably fuck that up the whole episode but desi was actually like a very talented musician and actor in sort mm-hmm. of these like, musicals like these cuban type musical movies yeah and uh, as highlighted in this movie they they do one of those things like a lot of movies do where they show like they go back and forth and timeline from the past and present past and present and like the past is catching up to the present to put us at a special moment but uh desi just was was on a picture and uh lucy was 
on the same soundstage doing like a B movie where she like gets beat up and she had like a mm-hmm. painted on black eye. I don't, is that as far as you know, that's a truthful story? Yeah, they met on the, well, they met on the, it was like too many girls. It was a Broadway show that was turned into, like they said, an awful movie. I've never saw the, the movie, um, but that's how they met. Yeah. Okay. So as like my whole knowledge is based on this movie. So um you know i'm hoping that and i'm assuming that um most of this is pretty true maybe a little bit Mm -hmm. dramatized for definitely i mean i've read books and stuff and i actually read um lucio ball's autobiography twice his only book i've ever read read twice and it had a lot of this stuff in it probably some of it yeah Uh, yeah so uh the marriage problems yeah (laughs) so being the ricardos is actually written and directed by aaron sorkin um if you are a movie fan, you will recognize that name. Um, the first thing that always comes to my mind when I see Aaron Sorkin's name is one of my favorites of the last, maybe favorites of all time, uh, Social Network. Makes sense. Um, he's started directing about, I think this is his third movie as director. He started as like the guy who wrote West West Wing. He wrote A Few Good Men. Then he started directing. He did Molly's Game. And then last year's uh, The Trial of Chicago 7 which is up for a bunch of Oscars. So I'm guessing uh, being the Ricardos will be, uh, you know, nominated for some Oscars mm-hmm. for those performances and stuff. But uh, he did Steve Jobs, the writer of that Moneyball, uh, Charlie Wilson's War, a lot of really great stuff. He's known as more of a writer, but now he's starting to direct things. So like I said, that's probably one of the reasons I assume this is pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Seems like the kind of uh, guy who would make... You know, he he would uh, not take too many liberties. Right. So, like, this this movie, like I said, goes back and forth. And we learn a little bit about how, like, Lucy was doing these sort of B-movies. And then started. she eventually got to the point where... And, and we still have this problem in Hollywood where an actress... Women age so much quicker than men in Hollywood. Where it's, like, Standards, complete... Yeah. yeah, complete bullshit. We talked about it, I think... Um, once when we were talking about like the Halloween movies, how Nancy Keys went from like being a high schooler in Halloween to being a single mom with two kids in Halloween three. Yeah. Like, like three years later. It's absolutely insane. Um, and it's just shitty. But we see the scene where she's like called in and they're like, your contract, we're not going to renew it. Like your your contract's expired and because you're too old. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't like doing this, but maybe you, you know, you should do radio. and uh lucy being badass that she is is like fuck you mm-hmm. <laughs> basically like i can still make it and uh she started doing this radio thing and they said some somebody like saw her and had her come in and read and said that your brown hair doesn't really match your like feisty attitude mm-hmm. so you should dye it red and that sort of like changed her perspective like changed the perspective people's or, view of her yeah or her, like kind of her personality kind of, I don't know, with her image. Yeah. She created an image to match her personality. Right. And then, you know, they they showed, like, she's doing this radio show and she's the only one that's super expressive on the stage. She's cracking the crowd up. They're loving it. And it's like, why is this on just radio? Like, this should be televised. And obviously television is, it's crazy, like, to think how different thing. We're watching this movie on Amazon Prime, which... Back then, people would be like, what the fuck is that? Oh, it's an internet service you pay for and you have, you subscribe to it <laughs> and you get TV shows and movies that you only get on that. We have like 
50 of those, 50 streaming options, plus cable TV, satellite, um, everything. But um, just sort of crazy to think like how much TV's evolved because back then oh, yeah. it was like you had like three channels or something and, you know, it was harder to get on. But when you were on, like you had more eyes. And this this show broke all kinds of records for most people viewing something at once. Yeah, like millions of people would they said like beginning of the movie monday nights like stores used to be open longer for monday that was like a thing and then because i love lucy was on monday nights there was like a half hour like nothing in the world happened yeah because people were at home watching i love lucy so like stores started being open late on thursday nights instead or something to, to like avoid that. yeah to, yeah since people were staying at home watching cbs which is like you know we you still have that with like super bowl or mm-hmm. like event television but not like a weekly tv show right. like we have big shows obviously now today but it's like we just have so much and and the way we consume things is so different now that we just binge yeah, watch yeah but things. also it's like you couldn't record it right <laughs> if you missed it you missed it you, yeah i don't know if they played reruns or how you know i don't think they did back then like mm-hmm. the idea of syndication came much later and i think it's like now if you like reach 100 episodes you get put into syndication yeah. so that's like a goal of a tv show because you can make money for the rest of your life if your show's in syndication but uh yeah obviously the show black and white which i thought was interesting being the ricardos was in color which i you know i think i am Imagine I haven't read anything up, which again, it's a different episode. We literally just finished watching this like an hour ago. Um, but it'd be, I'm, I'm interested to hear if Aaron Sorkin ever considered just filming the whole movie in black and white and making like even more like artsy, you know, yeah. choice. Well, when they like actually were acting like they were filming an episode, it went into black and white. Yeah. So, so sort of cool to see like, reenactments of the shows but yeah probably even cooler for you or maybe you i don't know was it cooler or was it like hard for you to watch them reenacting because you're like oh it's not exactly like it was or i mean i don't have that good a memory of those episodes especially since i haven't watched a lot of them for a long time um it was just kind of neat to see like how they s- switched from you know being themselves to i don't know just kind of like be- behind the scenes and then yeah and then the actual production and yeah yeah it was really interesting to me like i i'm a sucker for this kind of movie and i knew with aaron sorkin writing it could it would probably be really cool um i guess cool's the wrong word for it but being how sharp and witty and badass lucille ball was i'm like oh aaron mm-hmm. sorkin's gonna write like I imagine the dialogue was close, or at least the attitude, the tone was close, but he probably, you know, dramatized a lot of it because he's very snappy writer. Also, Lucille Ball's daughter was very much um, part of the movie. Right. So, you know, um, well, Lucy and Desi's daughter, I should mention. So, I mean, she had a lot of input, and like those were her parents, so she knows them very well <laughs> but yeah but she would have been like a baby right at the time like this at the time but she knew their personality right yeah yeah she can get that part down i'm just saying yeah. as far as like i mean she wasn't she, she was alive during mo- most of, most well, of it the second part of the movie yeah the, the modern part of the movie well no well she, if she's well, the first daughter then yeah 
Lucy was for the pilot of I Love Lucy. Um, Lucy was pregnant with her daughter. Okay. So, yeah, she was there for most of the TV show. And when <laughs> was a TV show? Sixties? No, fifties. Fifties. Okay. So yeah, it makes sense. Black and white. I think things flipped over to color in the sixties. Like, right. Every everything between Lucy and Dinah. <laughs> Desi um ended in like 1960. Okay. Their well, movies or TV show like divorced. Right. Yeah. Well, she like you said she had a career before. She did I Love Lucy. Didn't she had like the Lucy show or something too? That was after she yeah, she had the Lucy show and there was something else too. I've seen some of it. It was yeah. Is it more of like a variety show or something? No. Um it's it's a sitcom. Um, the Lucy Show. I think that's the one that also has Vivian Vivian Vance in it as her um best friend, and then she did another show with her son and real life son and daughter. And I can't think what it's called, but whatever. So yeah, Vivian Vance was the one that played her neighbor. What's her name? Wait a minute. Oh um. Ethel. Yes, Ethel. So it gets really confusing because we have actors playing actors who played a character. Mm-hmm. So this might get a little like meta, a little deep. But uh, yeah, so that was interesting. Like I had no idea. And you actually brought it up before they even showed it in the movie that like she was younger than Lucy. Two years younger than Lucy, but was playing like an old lady, basically. Like, yeah, like sort of literally like when guys say like my old lady like she was a housewife that was sort of treated as uh lower standards like not as not as attractive as lucy not as funny mm-hmm. as lucy um older married to a much older less handsome man but he was very uh they're much... supposed to be like kind of the same age right but i mean <laughs> like looking like someone looking for me looking back on it who's someone who's never seen the show i'm like she's way out of his fucking league yeah but times were different back then like looking at you know it's like i don't know think about a lot of grandparents it's like older guys with uh, you know not that young but it's mm-hmm. like it's still do i mean adam sandler always has super fucking hot wives in his shitty movies and i mentioned this before they even showed it in the movie is that vivian vance had to be overweight for the show um to give the appearance of like being older and a little more homely homely and she couldn't be more attractive than lucy so that was like another thing (laughs) well i sort of wondered they they cover a little bit in the movie but is it like obviously that was the producers and stuff doing that but like it seemed like lucy was doing that too like she's the one that might have sent the breakfast and she sort of gets argumentative like she she gets they get confrontational at a point about it because she's starting to like lose weight and look good Mm-hmm. And she's like wants to wear this really nice dress. I mean, I don't know like, if no. I know personally read up on that or know the history of that at one time, but like I, I'm not arguing that Lucille Ball had toxic qualities about yeah. her. <laughs> I mean, th- this movie, you know, paints her in a really good picture, but you know, it shows her flaws too. Mm-hmm. Um, she wasn't perfect. It shows that everyone sort of has their flaws. It really. Um, I thought the my favorite, not favorite, but the most interesting character to me was um, William Frawley, played by J.K. Simmons. I thought J.K. Simmons is just like one of my favorite actors. He's, he's actually he did a really good job. He's fucking awesome. But I didn't him. Right. But I just didn't. And the thing is, you look at him, you wouldn't put like you wouldn't think like mm-hmm. casting. It's like I, I like that Aaron Sorkin sort of went for like 
acting ability first and looks second yeah in this role because it's like you hike up his pants and he was probably wearing a little bit of like padding but yeah it wasn't so much like he looks just like him but his acting is so good just even the way he walked yeah just yeah and he he's a he's a stellar actor and talk about a character who is sort of a shithead man like he probably comes off as one of the least likable but also like redeems himself towards the end like Uh he wants the best for everyone but he has a shitty attitude about it. Yeah, I didn't quite... I don't think I knew that Wim Farley... Like, they really played him like, oh, he's a drunk. Yeah, like, through the whole time. The like, whole time. Like, morning to night, he's drinking. And he's and he's open about it. Like, if I'm not... Like, yeah, and he, he's just a smart-ass asshole the mm-hmm. whole movie. But when things need... I mean, but he's also, like, a professional drunk. Mm-hmm. Like, he's getting shit done. He's not letting it affect his performance. He almost, like, says it, like, he has to be to get his performance. Uh, yeah, I mean, that you're that's sort of new to you, like... I think, yeah, I think that is new to me. I don't know where I would have read that. <laughs> William Farley was a drunk. And I don't know uh, this Nina Arianda uh, actress that played Vivian mm-hmm. Vance, but she was, like, looks-wise, and she's a fantastic... She I was actually, really good performance. I think... Who they got to play Fred and um, Ethel, almost better than who they got to play Lucy and Ricky. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna get to that too. Uh, mm-hmm. Javier Bardem, one of my favorite actors, fantastic, really good. But man, like, did not. He played a character, but it did. I I I couldn't lock in as him as it's sort of like when I watch uh, Love and Mercy, I can't think of John Cusack as Brian Wilson. Yeah. Where I'm like, even he, he sort of has, you know, he has like the olive skin and the dark hair, but his voice is so low. He sounds nothing at all. Right. Like he has, I feel like he has um, Desi's accent down, the Cuban accent. I don't, I don't actually know where the actors, is he from Spain? Who? I think I read that. Um, Javier. Javier. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. No, I'm, I'm not sure. I just know but, him from like Old Country for old, No Country for Old Men. But like the the Cuban, he did a good Cuban accent, but like I don't, I just didn't couldn't buy it. <laughs> well, I think for me it was just like his voice is on a whole different register. Yeah, like, he has a very deep, burly voice, and Ricky is like a singing voice. And I thought actually like when he was singing on like when he was on the Broadway or the movie set and stuff when he's, they showed him performing, that to me was like better than when he started talking. Like it was believable when he was singing, but when he was talking, I'm just sort of like, this does not sound. And from what I've seen, which um, we did watch, I think like three or four episodes before the movie. So I would have a little bit of like something to mm-hmm. base this on because it would be weird to watch the movie first and go back. I mean, Lucy this show and Lucille Ball herself are such a huge part of our pop culture that like, even though I haven't sat down and watched these episodes front to back, I knew like, you know, the, the classic episodes, the clips, everybody's seen the clips. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like, I don't know, kids now probably don't know, but it's like that show was well, like two generations before us, maybe even more. And, uh, we still like, you know, we know that Lucy wants to be in the show and stuff. Right. Like that. Yeah. And like Lucy, I'm home. Right. And uh, <laughs> Ricky. And I mean, the, the, the way they bicker back and forth and her being funny, you know, the whole thing, like we know the premise of the show. So it's it's like a weird familiarity, like watching these episodes. Like I've never seen them, but I feel like I have. And um, it's one of those things where like 
you know, something that you've known and, and loved well before I even knew you. So it's like, not so much now, but it was like, you know, when holidays, birthday, Christmas come around, you just start getting Lucy stuff all uh-huh. the time. Uh, luckily, you know, you just sort of like, you've gotten enough of it. You're sort of like slowed down. Uh, I mean, I, there's I always... I still have like a tote full of Lucy stuff. Yeah, no, I mean... Well, actually more than... Yeah, I had to pack some of it away. It was taking up too much room. Yeah, but it's like, you know, still all these years later, every Christmas you can go out and find Lucy ornaments mm-hmm. at any store. Walgreens, uh, you know, Hallmark, anything. you Anywhere you can find ornaments, you're probably going to find a Lucy one. It's like... You know, she's as American of an icon as like Elvis Presley. Yeah. Uh, anything, you know, and we, we do have a couple ornaments and you have the dolls and you have all kinds of stuff. Uh, can, can we talk or are we waiting for later? What you thought about the original? I showed you four episodes, what you thought about them. Yeah, we can talk about that. Uh, we watched Vita Vita. Vegemin. Vita Vita Vegemin. <laughs> um, job switching. The Italian movie, I think it was called, and then L.A. at last. Which I want to watch the one they were filming on the uh, movie now. Like um, the, the dinner party or something. I don't remember what yeah, it was even I'll called. Yeah, I'll have to figure out which episode that is. I mean, I have it all on DVD and, um, so we can figure it out. What's And what's interesting about that, and we'll get to that in here in a second. What's interesting about that, though, is like this movie centers around the filming, writing, filming, and around one episode, but... It's not about the episode itself. It's about what's going on behind the scenes, mm-hmm. which when I heard about this movie and saw the trailer, like the first teaser, um, as someone who is not familiar with the history, I was like, this could be like either really cool or really boring, but they're just going to show like what goes on in the week of filming an episode of Lucy. And then I find then I had no idea about this um, communism thing. Oh, yeah, I told I think I'm pretty sure I told you about that. But, like, a long time ago. Yeah, about, I just don't remember. Yeah, how... De- I mean, from I'm not going to act like I know the history of Cuba, but Cuba has, like, a history with communism. And, like, Desi Arnaz, born and raised there, um, yeah, had a not a great experience with it. And Lucy checked a box one time saying she was on the Communist Party. And, yeah, and it headlines back then <laughs> yeah it, um, better dead than red back then it was like uh you know now people call anyone who's left of centrist a communist mm-hmm. uh, some people wear it as a badge of pride but um it's like back then i mean it was like death to an actor or a musician or anybody if they mm-hmm. found out like the world would turn or u.s audiences would turn against you if they found out you had any kind of commie views. Um, and so the media ran with it. And then they were also at the same time running with the story that Desi was cheating on Lucy late at night and Desi, cause Desi would stay out and he told her he was playing cards and this whole movie were sort of in limbo. Like, and, and obviously you've read the book. So you knew that he was cheating on her, mm-hmm. but we're sort of like this build up towards the end and the final sort of moment when we find out like he was cheating on her. It sucks because it's like, we see a couple who works really hard for each other and defends each other and is really, I mean, at times toxic. They sort of talk about the beginning, like whether they're ripping others, each other's clothes off or ripping each other's heads off. Yeah. There's no in between. Very passionate couple. And but both will, would say um, later in their lives that like they fought bad. <laughs> like yeah. They had some bad fights. <laughs> 
but yeah um looking back on the episodes um they were pretty much what i imagined i don't know like i said it was a weird familiarity like maybe it's, it's like i've seen this but i no i haven't exactly like it, i've probably obviously passed it on tv several times i've seen the clips on different things they've they've parodied them um in several movies you know i i can't think of mm-hmm. any top of the head but you know the especially like the switching jobs one has been parodied in a million movies and tv shows uh but still very funny they still hold up mm-hmm. um lucille was Lucy was such a physical comedian back then. It's like we don't have a lot of physical comedians now. Like we like back then, that was like the shit they would put themselves through. Like even that episode, you know, there's there's like no special effects for them shoving a million candies in their mouths. Mm-hmm. They're really doing that live, and they're <laughs> shutting down their their dresses and throwing them like in their hats. And yeah, yeah and I mean, and back then it was like now it's like single camera, digital, like if you fuck something up just go back and do it like back mm-hmm. then it was film like you had to get it right mm-hmm. you didn't have a million tries you know it was a, it was uh they sort of showcase that towards the end of this movie where it's like there's a point where lucy misses her line and it was a big deal like yeah oh my gosh lucy missed a line like she never does that and you know we usually don't do retakes um you know you can't just waste the film like that but and you do it in front of a live mm-hmm. audience so you want that um reaction to right it wasn't laugh tracks that was a real audience laughing so which fun fact they've for different like sitcoms later they used the i love lucy laugh track to um when they needed to fill in well hey i mean she got the laugh so might as well but and for a long time (laughs) one of the episodes had like the longest laugh recorded for a tv show yeah um it's when Later in the um the series, they all moved out to a farm away from the city. Okay. And I can't remember why, but Lucy had a bunch of eggs in her front of her shirt, hiding them from Ricky. And Ricky's like, let's dance. And pulls her in. Pulls her in. And then like they like chest bump. And she's just standing there like, oh, because she all the eggs have broken and ricky's like dude he's like what just happened and there was like a minute of laughter yeah and that was like the longest laugh that a sitcom have you know yeah got. yeah well it's interesting like i know all these things well do they <laughs> like I, I would be interested in rewatching it now like do they pause for the laughter oh yeah okay so like well they're doing front front of the audience so it's weird because like a show like big bang theory uh, I hate to compare the two because it's like the worst, but uh, you know, people have edited out the laugh track and it just seems like, like a bunch of kids. They're just standing there staring at each other. It's, well, it's and sometimes bu- it's like, yeah, it's like a bunch of guys picking on an autistic kid and the whole group of like big bang theory guys like to just come off as assholes. Cause they're all just like laughing yeah, when you at take, this, yeah. like bullying autistic kid. Yeah. Like you take away the laughs. It's like they're just actually being mean to each other. It's like the, it's almost like the audience is tricking you into thinking that it's funnier than it really is. Right. Well, th- but like, it's interesting that we started doing that, like, or I guess we not. Uh, you and I, me started doing this. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the idea of like used to be actually filmed in front of audience. So that's where the laughter came from. And then it's at some point switched to like canned laughter and they just played it. And it's like mm-hmm. sort of fucked up. It's like tells the audience when to laugh. 
Yeah. Like instead of an actual audience laughing, like it could be a really bad joke, but you had a laugh track and now it's it's like, it's funny guys. It's like, if your show's that funny, you, you wouldn't need to put a laugh track in. I don't, I felt, I think that they found a easier way to like, you know, do as many takes as possible and they add in the laughs. And later I think and... some shows still do film in front of, mm-hmm. well, obviously not right now with COVID, but uh, some shows do film in front of an audience, mm-hmm. but um we won't get down that loophole i know like laugh track is not preferred by right. most people it's very like cb not modern cbs shows which are like considered mm-hmm. the non young sheldon and that crap that's i mean i don't know if young never, sheldon is i don't think that has a laugh track i don't think oh i think it's more of a i've never seen it but i think maybe I, yeah let's not pick on shows for no reason <laughs> uh so lucy yeah so um no the episodes i really that we watched i really loved um What's your favorite, would you say? My favorite episode? Yeah. Oh my god. Is that I a heavy? No. That's like picking your favorite child. Yeah. Like but you I don't have any Well children. you first you wanted me to show you one episode and I couldn't decide. So I'm like, can we watch two or three? And we end up watching four. Yeah, and they're, cause they're streaming on Paramount or Um Paramount Plus. But okay. some of them. And you have all of them on DVD. Yeah. There's six seasons, correct? yeah i think i saw six seasons and they're like five or six and they're like 24 episodes or something no, crazy 30 some oh geez like 36 or something so there's lots and lots of episodes and you know they sit next to uh on our shelf next to like the human centipede because <laughs> alphabetically hume h-u no. goes into i you know so we probably are the only we have the only DVD collection that goes from Human Centipede 2 directly into I Love Wait, Lucy. I think it's five there's five episodes but then they five seasons okay five seasons but like kind of the sixth season it's the lucy desi comedy hour which they did 13 hour-long episodes and there was no laugh track if i remember correctly i have it on dvd and then it ended because um lucy filed for divorce it's like okay that's it that was sort of the end of this this uh, movie. The um, being the Ricardos was like Lucy found out they filmed these episodes, and was that a? Do you know if that was actually like the same time? Oh, I have no idea. I imagine uh, in my mind, I'm like they probably had to have exaggerated the like putting the whole communist thing and him cheating at the same time for the movie because. It would be tough to like if they were like at different times to span them out. Yeah. So let's just put them in like the same week while they're filming this one episode to make it more of a like. A... I mean, I knew Lucy knew he like he was out all night and like she knew he was cheating. And but they had this career to, you know, this TV show together. So um, she pretty much wanted him as the husband on this tv show to keep him around yeah like just <laughs> yeah there's a point in the show on this movie where she goes to like the showrunner and is like save my marriage by making him an executive producer mm-hmm. um and he fucks up and tries like overdoes it and uh desi knows he like mm-hmm. knows right away like oh this is bullshit you're doing it to kiss my ass uh because you think i fucked up so mm-hmm. uh yeah, interesting sort of twist on it, but uh, sort of bouncing around all over with the movie and the TV show. But uh... it's kind of heartbreaking. I mean, I I knew this a long time ago, but to 
know that Lucy and Desi were not like madly in love. <laughs> they were, they were like passionately in love at one point, but it was like kind of a obviously like a, to- a toxic relationship. Yeah, like, and it became like more of a like staying together for the show. Uh huh. Yeah. And yeah, it's like they were probably never good for each other. We talked a little bit about um, Javier Bardem's Desi. What did you think of Nicole Kidman's Lucille? I think she did good, as good as she possibly could. Um, She did kind of look like Lucy, but sometimes I feel like, I don't know if they used prosthetics on her face, but it looked creepy to make her face like wider or something. Or maybe that's how Nicole Kidman looks. And I feel like an asshole that if they didn't. Well, okay. no, I mean, we talked a little bit off Mike and you know, I, I don't know. We don't want to get into like just commenting on people's looks because I mean, there's nothing wrong with how Nicole Kidman looks, but if you try, she, her trying to look like Lucy most of the time, it just looked a little creepy like pla- like like plasticky right like she was wearing i think she, I, I bet she was wearing prosthetics or something just it's, very sm- too smooth yeah like too perfect like she looked like a doll yeah um she, her voice was more lucy's voice when she was older and she had that smokers kind of uh yeah and like her yeah she did not she, she had an older lucy's voice <laughs> but i thought Overall, going into this, I was like, Nicole Kidman as her, like, even Nicole Kidman and Javier uh, almost dropped out of this because they thought, like, this is an impossible, these are two impossible roles to fill Mm -hmm. because people are so familiar with them. I mean, you know, hundreds of episodes of the show, like, pop culture icons, people know them. Like I said, I knew these clips and these episodes without ever seeing them. It's, like, ingrained in my brain. So I can imagine I can't imagine like someone like you who's seen everything and knows it in and out like you're, you're you can't help but compare it like in right. in, in you know you, do you want to do an impersonation or do you want to just act and I I sort of liked that you know Javier like his was less of impersonation more acting like uh-huh. I said his voice was different where it's like I can't I know I can't just do like exact so I'm just gonna make my own version of desi and it felt and i actually was pretty impressed with uh nicole kidman's lucille like mm-hmm. um going into it i was not optimistic i'm like eh, she doesn't look anything like her but we'll see what they do but i trust i trust in aaron sorkin uh and i thought he did pretty good i think someone else was cast as a lead and they even showed like pictures of her i don't remember who it was i'm sure we'll get into that in a trivia when i get there later but um she wasn't the first choice and she jumped on like, you know, later in the process after someone else dropped out. It's sort of like a lose lose for everyone. I mean, it's like no matter how good you do, you're being compared to that other person, uh, especially someone as iconic as Lucille Ball. It's like no matter how good you do, you're just going to be like, well, you aren't Lucy. So, I mean, how how hard would it be to really find someone that looks identical to the original people and have them act right and it's there's a lot of boxes to check right and I, so. I feel like with aaron sorkin he's gonna put acting first and look second it's like we're at the stage now where we can do well, well a lot of people can look past it if it's a good enough performance 
Mm-hmm. And we're at the stage now where we can do prosthetics and makeup and, and costumes and stuff and just sort of uh, like get do better. Because like there's also the thing where we're now like going back and, and using old footage of people to do like CGI. Oh, yeah. And it's like we're not quite there on that yet. And it's weird. So like rather than do that, like in uh, Doctor Sleep where they like re- instead of like trying to use um jack nicholson's face they just recast him and that was fine it was better mm-hmm. that way because we can we're like engrossed in the movie we can get past it yeah and i think that that's shouldn't really matter is how well i don't know like they're you're an actor if you can act so well that i believe that you're the person that you don't quite look like that's like definitely jk simmons did it yes he, he uh, <laughs> like, he's a standout to me in this movie yeah it's like that's that's fred that's william <laughs> yeah yeah and and we've so I, I mentioned it earlier but it's sort of cool like uh william frawley is from where we're at yeah. right now burlington, burlington iowa. iowa we even like drove by where his house used to be i don't think it's it, i don't think his house exists anymore but like the area yeah like we drove exists. through his neighborhood like probably a couple mm-hmm. years ago and his dad was like a really successful insurance dude in town and he used to work at the Tama building that burned down. Just down the like, street from yeah. the, the Capitol Theater? Yeah. So, so It'd be sort of cool to like, and this probably doesn't need to be part of the podcast, but now like my brain's going like, what if we did like some kind of, you know, William Frawley thing? Like I imagine he did other things. Like why don't we... Oh yeah, he had a... Like a movie a, career? Yeah, movie career. Like, but... When he did I Love Lucy, he was in his 70s. Right. Yeah, he was old. And he was born in like 1886. Damn. Something in Burlington. And he was, um, his family went to one of the Catholic churches downtown. I don't, St. Peter Paul. I don't know. Peter Paul Mary. Peter Paul Mary. Something, Um, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Like, we have a little connection to it here. Did Mm -hmm. you know that when you were a kid, like watching this? No. You found that out later? I don't know when I found that out, but I think I found out Iowa, and then I found out Burlington, Iowa. I'm like... That like, blow your mind? Yeah. Uh, e- even if I did find out Burlington, Iowa, like, I don't know. I I don't know if I could wrap my head around that. It's like... It's like, that's, you know... That's home, yeah. That's home? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it wasn't... Isn't like... Is it Dick Van Dyke pretty close to here? He's actually, he Danville, is Illinois. Danville, Illinois. And I grew up in Danville, Iowa. Right. So I'm like, oh, Dick Van Dyke's from Danville. Wink, wink. Yeah. But Danville, <laughs> Illinois is still not that far away either. Yeah. So uh, sort of cool. You know, we have a little, and then we have Slipknot. So uh, we have like, <laughs> we what have are we? Dick Van Dyke, Vic- William Farley, <laughs> Slipknot. Uh, Ashen Kutcher, Eli- Elijah Wood, yeah, Paul Rust. We have yeah. some some cool Iowans, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Slipknot and uh, William Frawley, you know, about as cool as it gets. Uh, no, did you did we have anything more to talk about on the movie or TV shows like before we get into some of the trivia on this one? Um, I mean, did did, did is this is something that you watched like on your own? Like, did you come home from school, or I, I guess that was Nick at night? But did you watch with like your sister, or no, no, just you, just me? I I mean, I also had like a friend. He was really into I Love Lucy too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that was like he was 
later it's like oh you love i love lucy yay well I, I, we have a friend <laughs> michelle who's really into it like big into oh, yeah, it too yeah. and it's like it's interesting to think like you know people so many generations later are hardcore into it but it's one of those things where it's like has a very passionate fan base mm -hmm. like like i said you can go out there's still lucy shirts and it's like you go to any department store you know, and you can find Lucy stuff everywhere. It's it's crazy to think like after all these years, but it makes sense because and this movie actually showcases how meticulous she was about everything. Like she wasn't just an actress cast to be a pretty face like she was a star. She was uh, in the writer's room like they show in this very much like telling them every beat like change that to this change this to that this would be funnier this would be better to the like to the point where it's like she's constantly fighting with them but mm -hmm. it makes the show so much better she, she was known to be stubborn um and she like we mentioned she fought to have her husband play her husband and not they wanted like a traditional white um american dude <laughs> and he um she fought like either my cuban husband plays my husband or I there's no show and then also with her being pregnant with her second child she wanted to be pregnant on the tv show and they were like no 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 like you, you can't, can't be... you can't get away with that on tv these days yeah, yeah it's like you guys you guys have two separate beds people are gonna wonder how you had a baby yeah people <laughs> don't want to think about lucy fucking like actually they probably do uh <laughs> but you know it's not wholesome Mm -hmm. uh, this is so weird like america it's like american families watch this show but they t for someone on a tv show to become pregnant that's mm -hmm. like taboo taboo yeah so that means that it's, means she had sex it's like well she is married right it's not like it was out of wedlock or something yeah, yeah. and you don't see it and now <laughs> so... it's like now now we're more like we can't show violence but sex is cool <laughs> Which it's still we're still pretty prude compared to other parts of the world, like mm -hmm. with nudity and and sexual content and stuff. I mean, it's getting obviously with stuff, you know, with the streaming service and stuff, we can get away with a lot more um, even on cable now. But it's like this was, you know, when you had this when you had three channels, the times were different. Oh, but also they could not say the word pregnant on yeah. the show. That was like the. They've, I guess they actually allowed her to be pregnant finally on the show. They agreed to that mm -hmm. instead of what they talked about. The alternative was hiding it with laundry baskets, chairs, tables, that yeah. kind of thing, which is just crazy to think about. But it, they still do stuff like that now. But it's also, I mean, like, they did a lot of episodes. So it's like, why wouldn't they have a baby? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and give you, you know, more story. Yeah, it's, tell. it's funny because they were so against it. And then like watching this movie, it's like the episode where she had the baby was the most watched episode, mm -hmm. most watched television event in history at the time. Like it broke every record. Mm -hmm. and it's like, you haven't seen an episode with Lil Ricky. No, there was three sets, three sets of twins that played Lil Ricky. Yeah. So six people. Huh. <laughs> Did he ever like grow up on the show? Like how old? He grew up to be like five, but there was like some oh. episodes where it's like, where the where the hell is Lil Ricky? <laughs> like you know, yeah. Like they went to Italy. It was like I don't know where Lil Ricky went. Right. Well, I mean, even the show is like for its time very progressive, and we can see now after watching this movie, I, at least I can see now why you know it was because uh, 
Lucy was constantly pushing the the envelope on on what you know at the time women didn't lead TV shows. I mean, obviously we had like Bewitched and stuff, but it was like you know, especially comedies like comedy was left to the guys lead actors, you know, handsome men. And she was like, again, a very physical comedian, um, which I love. I, I'm a sucker and we'll have to come back and do an episode. Um, how familiar are you with like three stooges? Not very. Oh, the, 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 <laughs> I'm coming at you with three stooges. Cause I've that was seen three stooges. That was though. my thing. Like when you were in Danville as a kid watching that, I was here in Burlington watching three stooges. Little did we know we were both watching shows from different generations. And that's weird too, because like my dad didn't Isn't like that older. Yeah, yeah. My dad didn't like three stooges. Like no one in my family did. I discovered on my own and loved it. So, uh, mm-hmm. that that's my Lucy, but, uh, no, it's really cool. Like how progressive it was that she, you know, the idea of like, he was a band leader that was, you know, Cuban and she was just, uh, she's a redhead American housewife. I mean, there were still stereotypes. She didn't have a job. And that what lead, that's what leads to that episode. We're like, they're like, you could never have a job. The guys are like, you guys could never have day jobs. And they're like, well, you could never leave, like take care of the house. And, mm-hmm. um, Ricky gets to do a lot of uh, physical comedy or Desi in that episode where, you know, the rice is coming out and the birds hit the ceiling and yeah. very funny episode. Um, but it's all, you know, and, and physical comedy is really, really hard. I mean, especially back then, but it was a lot more common then. But, uh, yeah, just a lot of respect. I mean, I already had tons of respect for her, but after watching the uh, episodes and movies, my um, respect has grown tenfold for Lucille Ball. Yay! And we can, I mean, obviously, after we record, I'm not going to be like, I'm never watching another episode. We we got the content. We can, mm-hmm. like, continue. You know, I, I don't think I can make it through the whole series, maybe over time, but, um, you know, keep picking out some of your favorites. and uh, play with my I Love Lucy dolls with me? Yes. Yes, I have I have them all. And we just put away the uh, the Lucy ornaments from the tree. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really, really fantastic show. Overall, I assume you liked the movie? I did, yeah. Um, but I knew most of it already. <laughs> so um, I wonder what it'd be like to watch it not knowing anything behind the scenes. Right. Like, like this guy. Yeah, wonder what it was like for you. It was great. And you just told us. Right, yeah. I just spent the last like hour telling you about how uh, my thoughts on it. But again, I really liked it. I thought, uh, you know, this is probably out of the Aaron Sorkin directed movies, my favorite. Um, but I'm such a sucker for these types of movies based on reality. Um, like he, I would love for Aaron Sorkin to do a new Social Network too. Like so much has happened since we saw Zuck at the end of social network. Like, (laughs) holy shit. I would love to have Jesse Eisenberg come back and play lizard version of Eisenberg. uh, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Cause I mean, you know, the sunscreen and the barbecue sauce and all the memes and stuff, but uh, we don't want to get too distracted, but uh, I thought the movie was really great. It's, it's streaming on uh, Amazon prime video. It's we, we took a, we had to watch it in like, parts because uh we have a dog who's very needy okay Um, that was one reason and there's a lot of reasons but someone fell asleep i we start watching it late yeah we start watching it late but Mm -hmm. but overall i thought this was really pretty awesome uh i highly recommend it but we'll get into trivia here after we hear 
What did you have something? No, I, I got excited. Okay, well, trivia. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll hear from the Prescribed Films Podcast Network real quick, and then we'll come in with some more trivia. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. And we're back. So um, I'm just going to go through some of the IMDb trivia that I found on Being the Ricardos. Um, like I said, this is a little bit different. I do not have this uh, pre-set up because we were recording right after watching it. So um, I'm just going to read directly off the page. There's not a whole lot, but um, there are spoilers. So if you've made it somehow an hour into this, um, that's on you. Okay, so after seeing the movie, Lucille Arnez, their daughter... Um, released a video on her YouTube channel on 17th of October in which she called the movie freaking amazing. She complimented Aaron Sorkin for making a great movie that really captured the time period and had wonderful casting. She also said that Nicole Kidman became my mother's soul. She said that Javier Bardem didn't look like her dad, but has everything that dad had. He had his wit, his charms, his dimples, and his masculinity. So that's pretty mm, cool. Yeah. Um, director Donald Glass is a fictitious person, either a composite of all the directors or representative of Mark Daniels who directed the Fred and Ethel fight. So that's the episode that they filmed during this, the Fred and Ethel fight. Yeah, we'll watch it. So um, in this, they sort of, there's this director who's, who's directing this episode and Lucy sort of really digs into him because he's really young. And I think she's sort of projecting some of her personal life onto mm -hmm. this poor guy. Um, but it's an interesting character nonetheless. Um, let's see. Linda Lavin plays the older Madeline Pooh, who many years later, along with Bob Carroll, executive produced the sitcom Alice, starring Linda Lavin. Hmm. Um, it was reported in January 2021 that Kate Blanchett had dropped out and was replaced by Nicole Kidman. Both actresses are Australian, and Blanchett provided a voiceover at Kidman's suggestion for her film Eyes Wide Shut. So that's who originally was going to play her Kate okay. Blanchett. And I, I, there is a picture of her, I believe as Lucy, Lucy out there. Okay. Uh, it got to the point where she was like already, they were doing makeup and stuff. And if you hear uh, the dog in the background, sorry, but yeah. he just woke up. <laughs> um, when asked about this project, Australian actress, Kate Blanchett told the Hollywood reporter in October, 2018, that she had been obsessed with Lucille Ball for a long time. You step into a film set in America and the male and female bathrooms on a film set are called Desi and Lucy, she said. Such is her influence. She added the film is a work in progress and she is very excited about it. But she didn't end up playing. <laughs> it was announced in August 2017 that Amazon scooped up the rights to the Lucille Ball biopic written by Aaron Sorkin and that Kate Blanchett was in Toxic Star. Let's see. Hopefully it's not all about her. Okay. Tony-winning stage actress Nina Arianda plays Vivian Vance, who herself was a seasoned stage actress prior to playing Ethel Mertz on I Love Lucy. Mm. Um, Desi misleadingly mentions that his family left Cuba due to the Bolshevik Revolution, but in truth they left in 1933, two decades before the Castro Revolution. 
there was a political coup that year, but it was a different one. So they mm-hmm. um, fudged that a little bit for a movie script. Yeah. But that's not that big of a deal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Linda Lavin is the only actor in the film to have actually worked with Desi Arnaz when he was guest starred on her series Alice, which is also written by the character he's playing. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit. Um, it was announced that Robert Pine was also cast in the film. He would have been the only actor to have worked with Lucille Ball on the series The Lucy Show. However, Pine is not in the final cut of the film, despite still being attached to it, it in online listings. So there was somebody who worked with Lucy, but uh, he was cut. Hmm. Um, Aaron Sorkin originally wanted an undisclosed Brazilian actress in the role of Desi Arnaz, but was told by a casting consultant that it would be wrong as she thought Brazilians weren't Latino because they speak Portuguese and not Spanish. The actor is rumored to be Golden Globe nominee Wagner Moura. I was just thinking, like, Brazilians, uh, they speak Portuguese. And they sort of, like, joke about that in this movie where several times they're like, like, when the writers are like, what if... Like when Lucy, when he covers Lucy's eyes and she's naming out names, what if the name like um, Spanish names, I mean, Brazilian names. I yeah, mean, or Mexican. Yeah, they, like they, can't, they can't get it right. They mm-hmm. keep uh, screwing that up and sort of a, a running joke. Um, Will and Grace actress Deborah Messing uh, garnered a large support of fans wishing her to be cast after dressing up as a part in a role that ultimately went to Nicole Kidman. I th- parents. Parents wise. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Acting. Was, I have no idea. Right. I mean, she's fine, but I don't know if she would be... I mean, I hate to just be... We'll never know, so it's yeah. pointless. But, uh, you know, Nicole Kidman's obviously a fantastic actress. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of the most award-winning and celebrated actresses. So, another one of what-ifs. Um, the film was released through the Escape Artist production company. Desi Arnaz's final film was The Escape Artist mm-hmm. in 1982. Linda Lavin portrays... Okay, I think we already read that. Yeah. Um, reunites Aaliyah Shawcott and Tony Hale from the comedy series Arrested Development. So mm-hmm. I noticed that too. Uh, what's his name with the the hook? He, he's, he, Kai, what's his name? He plays the showrunner, you know, and then <laughs> yeah. uh, Aaliyah plays... Aaliyah plays uh, Maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, God, that name's going to bother me now. They they keep you mentioning know who it is. Yeah. They keep mentioning Linda Lavin um and Alice. I'll just try to scroll scroll past some of that. Um this is the second time screenwriter Aaron Sorkin and actress Nicole Kidman paired up for a movie. The first time was the movie Malice, not to be confused with Alice, which we keep hearing about. Um let's see. Uh, we can scroll past some of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, before Aaron Sorkin signed on as director, the project was offered to David O. Russell for a short time. Jennifer Lawrence and Russell were interested before he ultimately passed. What do you think of Jennifer Lawrence as Lucy? No. No? David O. Russell was the guy who did, like, uh, American Hustle, I think is what it was, and he, he did all the different movies with her. Uh, sort of made Jennifer Lawrence, like, a big-name star. I don't, maybe I'm just being an asshole, but I feel like I've had enough of Jennifer Lawrence for a while. Like, she doesn't need to be in everything. Well, she, she, uh, like, took, uh, like, two two or three years off after. Still. Um, because she said that she was sort of sick of herself. Um, hmm. let's see. There's a lot of these, like, this person was in this and this part was in this, and I'm sort of over that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, this is the final one in the spoiler section. 
In the film, after spending the night together, Lucy asks Ricky to use her phone to call her fiance and break up with him to inform them to inform him that she's moving out. In reality, Desi was the only one who was engaged. Desi was the one who was engaged in a relationship when the two of them first met. Oh, I probably knew that, but you know what? I was thinking, I'm like. Who was Lucy engaged to? I don't know. Maybe she was engaged to somebody before. I would have to go back and... My books. Yeah, it's interesting that they switched the roles. Mm-hmm. But uh, sort of sweet to see them, how they meet, and, you know, end up, and then it's sad at the end. But, yeah, that's uh, me and the Ricardos. I love Lucy. Fun episode. Did you have any final thoughts or anything? I mean, you never. I never. I try to make you pick your favorite episode, but you, uh, you couldn't narrow it down to one. No. Is I don't there know. favorite seasons? Do you like the, the earlier ones better I than the older ones? The early ones are better. Yeah. Because it kind of gets crazy. Like, yeah. like she has to top herself. Yeah, it's like okay, now they're all over Europe. Uh, now they have a kid that's in every five episodes, <laughs> and I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to check out more episodes. Um, I've just touched the tip of the iceberg with three or I think we watched four episodes. and It's weird going back, watch, because I haven't actually sat down and watched a full I Love Lucy episode in a long time. And it's just like, just trying, like, how I remember things are a little bit different. Yeah. I don't know. You fill in the gaps with your brain and. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, your... I, I'm actually recognizing a, a formula, like all these episodes are following yeah it's just like a setup to a very chaotic ending oh yeah i mean we talked about this before yeah. on like how three's company is just always like a, whole a misunderstanding show of, the whole show is about a misunderstanding bad communication yeah it's like god you guys never learn right yeah <laughs> this yeah and this is just now like, it's like a build-up to a, like a, let's do this thing it's like you're gonna screw it up yeah yeah th <laughs> this show is basically like uh lucy like building up to making like going over the top and doing something physically hilarious uh -huh. whether it's stomping on grapes or working at a candy factory or getting drunk on a tv commercial or mm -hmm. it's usually yeah that and it's it's still funny though still I mean, yeah up. it's hilarious it's like what what chaotic trouble she gets herself into but sometimes what if we just watch an episode where everything went right? It'd be boring. I know, but I would feel maybe that's where my anxiety came from. It's like so she wants she finally gets her chance to be in the show and be the actor she wants, but she's gonna fuck it up somehow. Well, it made me think of <laughs> strange, you know, connection, but there's some influence to it where it's like the episode where she, you know, gets in a movie and then ends up going to the the vineyard and stomping on the grapes and ruins her own opportunity uh -huh. made me think of the newest season of it's always sunny where d gets to finally get oh. a break and goes to um ireland and the guys fuck it up for her yeah and, and ruin uh her chances at finally getting a real acting gig but it was like that's clearly influenced yeah you know, I mean, every comedy show we watch now is influenced by. That's funny because Dee always wants an acting job yep. and she always fucks yeah, it she's up. She's a modern, modern Lucy. Yeah. But Lucy's less bird-like. <laughs> yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. so I'll ask you for like the fifth time. Do we have any final thoughts? 
have a thought. Do you love Lucy? I do love Lucy. Do you love Lucy? That's... I love Lucy too. Oh, hooray! You're converted. Yeah. So I, I look forward to checking out more episodes. Yay. Thanks for being on. Yeah, thank you for having me. And as always, um, thank you guys for listening to the show. Hit that subscribe button. Come back next week on First Time Podcast. I love you guys. Bubba Lou. Bye. Bye.